Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. It is Sunday. Hopefully you're having a good weekend. Uh, I'm Simon Scholes, founder and creative director of Perception Studios, the award-winning visual marketing agency. And we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media, be it video, animation, aerial photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff. Um, we take them all the way through the whole creative process. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not all small businesses had a budget set aside for having content created on a regular basis for their social media. But as we all know, consistency is key to having an audience grow on your social media platforms. So I wanted to try and help as many people as possible understand what they could do themselves for free. What could you do yourself that won't cost you a penny, but will cost you time? Turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon, How to Nine Times Your Social Media. You can download it for free right now on the link in the description box below. Um, but what I want to do is just try and help as many people get creating content. I've been doing live videos about this. I do daily content about it. The podcast goes out all the time. I've got stuff on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere. Just trying to get you on that content creation journey. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that actually yesterday was uh, National Pandemonium Day. Um, chaos and uh, let's be honest social media is a little chaotic at times isn't it it's um it's not always the the easiest place to consume a message that people have got to say and that kind of plays into the hands of what i say on a regular basis um, and you've probably heard me say it social media is a bit like a room full of people shouting you're in this room everyone's shouting nobody can shout any louder than anybody else so how do you make sure that you're heard? How creative are you with your shouting? And the, the thing for most people is they can't actually get creative with their shouting. They can't get creative with their social media without knowing what it is they're going to be saying. Because that's probably the biggest issue for most people. When you ask them, it's either I don't have enough time or I don't know what I'm going to say. Well, you can make time, trust me. It's possible, and the process that I work with and the process that I work with clients on helps you make time. But most importantly, if you put a plan in place, you can remove that chaos, that pandemonium of social media and not knowing what you're going to be talking about, then start to get really creative with what it is you're going to be talking about. Now, this could be your organic content or even actually planning your creative campaigns for quarters or weeks or whatever it is you're trying to sell to a customer. You can get really creative with all of that, but you've got to have a plan in place. And I can guarantee most of the people watching this live broadcast right now do not have a marketing plan in place. I'm not saying everybody won't, but most people won't. Most businesses at the start of the year, they'll sit down, they'll make their goals, they'll make the plans for the year, what they want to achieve in the year, opening new offices, whatever it is, hiring staff. But when it comes to marketing, they don't put a plan in place. And so they end up with a real shotgun, scattergun approach to their marketing. And it's one message over here on social and another message over there on social and another message over here on social. And sometimes they're quite good at being social on social media, sometimes they're not. But the message is a little bit muddled. And then they put something else in print in a newspaper. And then they put a different radio advert out. And it all gets a bit chaotic and a bit, ah, I don't really understand what I'm trying to consume here as a potential customer. So 
that's why having a plan in place is so important. You've put a plan in place for your business. Why would you not put a plan in place for your marketing so that you understand exactly where your marketing is going over the next 12 months or even at least like four weeks? We are fast approaching August. No faster than any other month, obviously. But what day are we? We are on the 15th. So you are halfway through the month, basically. We've got 16 days left. That means... You've got 16 days to plan next month's content. Now, it would be great if you could plan next week's content, but I'm not saying to do that. What I'm saying is have a think about planning next month's content, planning four weeks' worth of content so that you know exactly where you're going to be going in August. What are you going to be saying in August? By the time we get to the 1st of August, you will know exactly what you're going to be saying and talking about. Now, don't get me wrong, you still got to do sales and everything else like that. Marketing kind of has to take a bit of a back burner right now because most people are in a position where it's like, oh, crap, I need to be making money and we're in a situation where we're not making money. But marketing always still needs to be present, just maybe a slight back burner right now, sales first, then marketing, but you still need to be doing the marketing stuff. You still need to be getting out there on social media and talking to people and putting that value out. So if you can put a plan in place, it's going to help you massively because that way you'll know what you're going to be talking about. You've already done your planning. In fact, you could do it this weekend. You could plan the whole of August's content and then go, right, okay, well, why don't I start creating this stuff? No, you don't have to do the live videos that you might potentially have into your content creation, but you could do the recorded stuff. You could write your blogs. You could make your memes. You could even run the audio off the videos that you've made and turn those into podcasts. Get everything uploaded, scheduled in, using the platform scheduling tools that are available to you. Facebook has it on Facebook Manager. SoundCloud has it, which is the platform I recommend generally for doing um, social media podcasting because you can pay for a slightly, um, it's, it's not expensive, but it's like 90 quid for a year. And then you can actually have unlimited time on SoundCloud and also the ability to schedule your content. We um, can schedule through um, Instagram as well using apps like later which does cost money but is facebook kind of part owned so they're a little bit more friendly on the scheduling side of things i had a bit of an argument the other day on social media with another scheduling tool um who was trying to convince me that the content posted by them onto social media platforms wouldn't be punished um, and then they went very quiet on me when I gave them all the reasons why it would, and um, they never responded. So I think I won that argument. But um, yeah, there's, you can get yourself all planned. You can remove that chaos. Yesterday was pandemonium day. You don't want that pandemonium to keep continuing in your social media. Remove the chaos. And one of the main reasons of chaos is I don't know what to talk about. Well, plan your content then. That way you know what you're talking about, and you've got a plan in place, which means you can start creating the content now rather than the day it needs to go out because that's what most people do i can assure you it's fine to put out those random messages on twitter or bits and pieces on facebook now and again and stuff like that but to have a solid message going through your content on a regular basis is where you really want to be like i say it's fine to have those sporadic bits and pieces going out here and there but to have that consistent message even if it's just a weekly message and then it changes the next week and the week after and the week after, that's absolutely fine. But it just helps you not muddy the waters for your audience consuming the content and also for you as well. In your brain, again, you're removing that level of chaos of going, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what to say. You do know what you're going to say because you've already got it planned. So 
sit down this weekend and plan your content for August. And that is possible for every brand and business. So don't let me hear you saying, I can't do it. It's not something I can do. Yes, you can. It's possible for everybody. And if you're really struggling with it, and I hate to do this sales thing, but if you're really struggling with it, drop me a line. We can arrange a one-to-one. I can take you through the planning for August. We can plan the content for your brand and your business for August on a one-to-one. And trust me, it is possible. I'm not going to sit there and make the content for you. I'm going to make you do the work as well because you need to understand how easy it is for you to do this so that when it comes to September, you don't need to pay for my time again. You can do it yourself for free. But plan August content. And if you can't, drop me an email. My link is in the section below. Um, Also, if you're watching on the live video or on the replay right now, it is scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Uh, So drop me an email. We can talk about your planning. And um, yeah, there you go. And that's the only sale I'm going to do today because I hate doing sales. Um, I'm just like the worst salesperson. Um, (laughs) Anyway, right. I think we've gone on off about chaos and and all that kind of stuff. Let's have a look at what's happening in the comments. Um, So Ed is saying he works from home so he can afford to watch the stream for a bit. Brilliant. This is what we like to hear. Uh, but he does need permission from his missus first before diving into his pants for these links. Um, don't worry about her. Don't worry. She, she'll be fine with it. Just dive into the back of my pants for my links. Dig around there. Find what you need and um, leave the rest behind. Um, okay. Quick question from Ed, actually. Let's come through before we dive into the questions that came in on email. Ed is asking, how important are collaborations, in my opinion? Massively so. And if I had the time to do more collaborations, I would definitely be doing them on a far more regular basis. And in fact, it's one of the plans for later on this year to try and get more regular um, collaborations going on because they are so important. Basically, if you don't know what a collaboration is, um, and it depends on the type of content that you're collaborating on, but you can collaborate on blogs, you can collaborate on photographs even, you can collaborate on podcasts, videos, all sorts of different things. So I think collaborations are great because what you're doing is potentially cross-pollinating each other's audiences. Now, it's all well and good reaching out there to people with millions of subscribers. And Gary V is a perfect example of this at the moment. He's doing tea with Gary V. It's a little bit sporadic at the moment, but he is doing tea with Gary V, getting people coming in on his content, asking questions. And then now and again, they'll be popping up their social media links and all that kind of stuff on the different banners. They're using StreamYard to do it. Um, and so, yeah, their the social media links are popping up of these guests and stuff like that, which is brilliant. Absolutely awesome. And then that cross-pollinates his audience to them, which is brilliant. That's a form of collaboration. And so that's the kind of collaborations you want to be potentially looking to try and do is collaborations with people who have got a much bigger audience than you. However, what you really want to be doing is reaching out to those people with an audience that is similar to yours or slightly bigger. Because if it's slightly bigger... That's brilliant, especially if they get the interaction on their content, because then you're going to cross-pollinate to a whole new audience and it's going to be slightly bigger. So there's more chance of those people potentially coming over to your content as well. So don't reach stratospherically. Don't get me wrong. It's good to do that now and again and reach out and ask people if you can be on their content or if they're happy to be on yours. That's absolutely fine. 
but be more realistic in the people that you're contacting on a regular basis and do it with smaller creators, people who are around your level of followership, subscribership, whatever that might be, whatever the platform is that you're looking to create the content on. And then hopefully they can come and join you and, um, yeah, be content creators. I'm just going to close my window. We've got something going on outside. I don't know what, but um, go away noise. Okay, so um, Ed McIntyre is also asking, any tips um, for people who have a bigger following than you to collaborate with you? Any tips on convincing them to work with you? It's purely asking, and what is it you can offer them? Um, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe you can offer them access to somebody, and maybe you could just remove a level of pain for them. Just look at their content and just say, look, I, I, I just want to... I just want to offer you something. Um, I'd, I'd really love you to be on my podcast. Um, I've got this amount of audience. Um, this, these are the regular plays that I get. Give them almost like a, like a mini media pack in the email. Um, don't get too intense with it. And just, look, I'd, I'd really love you to be on the content. Um, ask them and, and tell them why you'd love them to be on the content as well. There must be a reason other than the fact that they've got a huge audience. Like, for example, if I wanted Gary V to be on this content, it wouldn't be, Gary, I want you to be on my content because you've got millions of people who subscribe to me, uh, to subscribe to you. It would be, I want you to be on my content because I believe we've got the same viewpoint, um, whatever. I, I would word it when I write it. <laughs> I've not really thought about it right now because it's not something I've ever really thought about doing or asking. But yeah, you've got to, you've got to find some way of offering them something um, in return. Um, and I, I think you would probably be able to do that, especially with the content that you create, Ed, definitely. Um, so have a think about it. Um, so here we go. you got a guy with over a million subs to collab with you and George. Fair play. To be fair, I, don't, I wasn't really aiming to collab with George. He, he was on Twitter. Um, and this. so this is the story behind George and I meeting. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, George Benson is a YouTube creator, formerly known as Header of Buffalo, makes content about Chelsea Football Club and about football generally, done all sorts of different guises over the years. And so uh, George was in the gym. I had no idea who he was. <clears throat> kind of recognised his face, didn't know why. Probably thought I'd just seen him around town. And he was in the gym I go to, and um, he was fanning around on his phone. I just went, ah. Hearing me, you're here to work out not to go on your phone, not realizing he was probably posting content on one of his um, social media channels with millions of people following him. So, never thought anything of it. Got home and I was watching a vlog from somebody um, who I used to quite admire, still do, Ben Brown, creates great content. And George was in that vlog. I was like, hang on a minute, I recognize that face. So, found him on Twitter, tweeted that moment you're watching a video and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he, he just replied back and laughed and then followed me. And we never really thought of anything since then. And then suddenly George said on social media, does anybody know a good place to go for a coffee in Newbury? At which point a new coffee shop had recently opened. I said, yes, I do. Go check these guys out. I'm often in there working. So say hello when you do. And one day he just happened to wander in and pop by and say hello before he was off to London. And that was it. A friendship was formed. So it was never even one of those things where, um, yeah, we were aiming to do a collab or work together. It just basically we just ended up being mates and then ended up collabing anyway. Um, it was never, never really on the cards. It just happened the way it happened. Um, 
yeah so there you go that's the story behind george and i meeting up anyway right shall we um no i'm not one of those people i'm not one of those people who don't like people on their phone in the gym oh there's nothing worse if you are sat on the phone and not using the equipment ah, oh, yeah <laughs> just annoys annoys me and the guy i train with um anyway right shall we move on to the questions before i alienate more people okay so uh jenny has asked the question i want to put all my business social media links onto instagram not possible however she's asking is linktree the best way to do this okay i had an argument with linktree about this on twitter um a few weeks back now and so it's six one and half a dozen of the other jenny if you don't have a website and you want all your links in one place Linktree is probably one of the best places to go. They have really good Google rating. It will help people click through to your content on other platforms. Absolutely, that is fine and dandy. However, and this is where my thought process and Linktree's thought process completely is different, is the fact that uh, they think everybody should have a Linktree account. Obviously, that's their business. For me, if you have a website, I would 100% recommend you create a page that is hidden on your website with all your social media links on and use that as your link on Instagram so that people can visit your website. You want web traffic after all. The way to rise up Google rankings is to get good web traffic, to get people visiting you. And if you've got an audience who are likely to go to your profile and click on a link to your link, why would they not click on a link to your website instead? I would much rather have 10 people coming straight to my website rather than going to Linktree to then come to my website. I don't understand the point in that. Absolutely. Just, I don't get the reasoning behind that. There is, there is no reasoning behind that. So if you've got a website, create a hidden page, put all your social media links on there, then use the link for that page as your Linktree link effectively on whatever social media platform you want to use it on. I use mine on TikTok. I use it on Instagram. I, I use it on other platforms when people say, what are your social media links? I send them all that way. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would recommend doing. I, I just, I cannot fathom why you would send people to another website. You want people to visit your website. And the thing is, is once they're there, not only will they get your social media links, but they also might click around and see what else it is that you've got to say, maybe what it is that you do. If you've got a shop on your website, they might buy something. It just seems more, makes more sense to me, far more sense to me than actually, yeah, using an external website to get them to click there, to click back, whatever. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a website, do it on your own website. If you don't have a website, fine, Linktree, great. So, uh, yeah, give, give them a go. Um, I'm not saying, saying Linktree is the devil incarnate because they fill a gap for those people who don't have a website but I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you use them if you do have your own website. Okay, let's have a look, see what's happening here. Um, we are currently still live on Instagram. That is good to know. Um, right, let's have a look. Sal asks the question, what's the best sales and branding strategy when doing sportswear with a pre-order sales model? So I'm basically, to understand this, let me get this right in my head you release a product but it's all pre-order so i'm going to sell these sd cards but they're not available yet you can pre-order them and then i'm going to sell, send out the pre-orders okay 
And the best way to do that, knowing that I've looked at some of your social media as well, is that you are an ethical sportswear brand. Um, and so I would concentrate on what is ethical about your brand and then create content that is specifically about those ethics to the audience that you're creating for. So if you are creating um, clothing that will biodegrade over time, then maybe you need to be aiming at people who've just had children because you want to keep the world in a better place for them. Whatever it is that is your ethics, you need to be creating content to those people. And I've said this a million times in the past. Know your avatar so that you don't end up trading for Bob, who's 57 and a retiree, but actually your audience is Helen, who's 25 and she's pregnant. You don't want to completely make the wrong content. Bob might still buy your stuff seeing the content, but Helen most definitely probably wouldn't even see the content, let alone buy it, if it's aimed at Bob, who's 57. There's a, there's a happy medium there. So you've got to, yeah, create content for the people that you need to be creating it for, but really play on the ethics side of it. What is it that is ethical about your brand? Make content about that and, and then put that content out. I think that would be the best way I would go about it. Um, and obviously, if you're creating different products every time that you do a new release and a pre-order then you're onto a winner because then you're constantly making new content so and um, you're never going to look like you're creating stale content putting out the same thing over and over again right let's have a look see if we've got any questions come through hello to abode housing who's just joined us on facebook thank you much for joining us a uh, former sponsor of dazed and confused as well uh, ed saying never heard that story about how you two met how cool and helping a local coffee shop in the process brilliant absolutely Unfortunately, that coffee shop closed and we went to Harrison's and then they closed as well. Maybe we'll, maybe we're just the, um, maybe we're they're just the bearers of bad, bad tidings for coffee shops. I don't know. Um, let's have a look. And um, green grapes. Okay. I saw this one come up on Twitter and I thought I'd, um, dive in with this question. Uh, what is the number one platform or method to grow a web stroke app agency, uh, sales? Um, okay. So. I would definitely be looking to be creating content on LinkedIn. Um, it's a more professional website, obviously, and more professional social media. Um, and there's going to be a lot more people there looking for more specifically the app side of things. But Facebook is still a great place to be. And if you are just a, a fledgling company, you are only just starting to grow or not even growing yet, you've not really done a lot of work. Facebook is a great place to go and look at all the local networking groups for your area. Maybe even go and join them on networking when it all starts to happen again. Maybe they're doing it online at the moment on Zoom. Go and join in some of those networking sessions, especially if they're free or really, really cheap. Get in there and just start letting people know who you are, looking at your portfolio of work, perhaps. Um, and yeah, just reaching out and, and offering your services to those new people who are joining those groups as well, because you're new, they're new. Um, hopefully you're not charging the, the earth for your services just yet. If you're a completely new business, you need to get people coming in through your door. I'm not saying do stuff for free, God forbid. Um but you could potentially offer people things on a budget or on payment schemes or, or all sorts of different types of things just to get you started and get them started. Um, so I would definitely be looking at local networking on things like Facebook, see what groups are out there, and then see who you can join in with on their Zoom calls or their get-togethers. LinkedIn, definitely you need to be there and putting content out as well and 
pointing out what your portfolio actually looks like. Um, yeah, definitely. So hopefully that's helped a, a little bit um, for you. Oh, here we go. Um, oh, thank you very much, Abode Housing, um, saying any firm out there who um, wants to ask Simon for information to be a show um, sponsor. Well, absolutely. If anybody out there does want to be a show sponsor, you can sponsor the broadcast. Your um, your logo gets put up here um, on every broadcast and all the edits as well that come out of it too. And uh, I talk about you as well. So but it's a win-win situation. A Yorkshireman talking about your awesome business. Right. Let's go to the final question that's come through on the emails. TC asking, as far as staying consistent with DAMs and bugging people to get things done and get their attention, when is the right time to move on? Okay. So number one, you should be doing this to multiple people. One of the things I recommend, if you don't know what I'm talking, he's talking about, is um, if you want to try and work with somebody or a particular business, drop them a DM on social media. It's a great way of reaching out to people because not everybody does it. So you don't necessarily have, have to approach somebody who gets a lot of DMs because people tend not to do that kind of thing. It's, it's almost a I've never, I very rarely see DMs coming through on like Twitter and stuff like that. So when I do, it's like, oh, right, okay, let's have a read of that. So definitely look at DMing people that you would love to work with or who you think might be your ideal client, so on and so forth. TC's asking when's the time to give up if um, I'm trying to reach out to somebody and they're kind of ignoring them. So there's an old saying um, in sales, and it is a person doesn't or a business doesn't mean no until they've said no seven times. Until then, it's usually just not yet. If they tell you to F off, it probably means no. But until then, just keep asking. If they ignore you seven times, if you've approached them seven times and they've ignored every single message that you've sent to them, potentially they're not seeing it. So just keep going. But if they've kind of said no thanks, Maybe just go say, not a problem. I tell you what, I'll come back to you again in a few weeks' time and see if the situation's changed. Go back again. No thanks. And if they say no thanks seven times, then you know it's pretty much no. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you would be pestering them. And I know it feels really awkward. But yeah, apparently, um, I don't know whether the situation has changed these days. Um, but no doesn't mean no until they've said no seven times. Seven times. It just, in my entire being, that feels like really weird to probably reach out to somebody seven times until I decide that they definitely mean no. But yeah, give it a go. Just keep asking. Keep asking. If they're completely ignoring you, they might just not be getting seen. Depends on who you're trying to reach out to. Um, if you're reaching out to someone like Richard Branson, then the guy is going to be inundated with uh, DMs. But if you're reaching out to somebody who's an influencer, they might not get as many DMs as you think, and maybe they are just ignoring you. Uh, so just keep asking. At some point or another, they might go, oh, my God, this person again. Right, okay, what is it you want? And then go from there. Okay, so hopefully that helps, TC. Um, right, okay, we've been going for 30 minutes, which is quite a while. I am going to um, nail nail this down. What, what's the saying? I don't know. Um, I'm going to end this broadcast. There we go. That's proper English, isn't it? Um, if you do have any questions, though, and you've been watching this live and you sat there going, 
I really want to ask this, but I don't really want to be seen asking it, then drop me an email. My email address is in the description box below, whether you're watching on the live video now, the replay, or listening to the podcast this evening um, when it goes live. So please feel free to um, drop me a question on my email and I'd be more than happy to either answer on email or we can put it into the live on Friday when we go live. Um, but until then, thank you so much for watching as always. It does amaze me people come and watch this on a regular basis. So thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done already on the platform of your choice that you're watching on at the moment. And uh, don't forget as well, it's just as easy to hit subscribe as it is to hit the share button. So if you think your audience would appreciate this content, would get some value from it, please do share it on your social media platform of choice. Even Instagram has the ability to share IGTV, which is where this full episode will be. You can still share from IGTV. You can still share a segment of this live on your Instagram stories to your audience. So there's an ability to share on all the platforms that we go live on. Um, and until Friday, thanks for watching. Stay safe. And um, I would say enjoy the weather but it's a bit rubbish out there. So um, just stay safe and have a good one. Thanks for watching. See you soon. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.